Welcome to Nigeria Daily. I am Martia Omar. The trend of violent communal conflicts across Nigeria is once again rearing its ugly head, leaving hundreds of people dead and thousands displaced. In recent past, neighboring communities have pounced on each other with destructive fury hardly justified by long-lasting rivalries. The latest of this ugly incident happened this week in just north local government area of Plateau State, where a number of people in a community were killed and several houses burnt. Before then, on Saturday, August 14, 2021, innocent travelers were relayed and killed along Rukuba Road in the same just north local government area. Following the latest incident, the Plateau State's government reimposed the 24-hour curfew that was declared over the area but relaxed only a few days before. What is the situation of things now in Jas? Our colleague Ado Abubakar Musa gives us an update. You know, since the imposition of curfew by the state government yesterday, everybody is at home. As I'm speaking to you now, the security personnel are almost everywhere. They go up and down to ensure that uh, the law and order is followed. So I want to believe that peace has relatively restored within the city center of Josh. About the happenings now where we saw videos about people taking dead bodies to the government house. How's that situation now? Well, uh, that was what happened yesterday. Mm. After the attack, the people of that community, that is uh, Yeluan Zagam, they moved the body to Plateau Specialist Hospital. But uh, a moment later, some youth from... uh, and that community moved that corpses from Plateau Specialist Hospital to Plateau State House of Assembly to register their anger. When they got there, they met the members of uh, the State Assembly, including the Speaker, Yakubu Ayuba Izam, who addressed them that the government is working around the clock to ensure that uh, such attacks is not done again. So after addressing them, the youth also took the corpses to a uh, the Plateau State Government House uh, to Ripple, that is to also register their anger. That was what happened. Okay. According to the commissioner, some scores of people have been arrested as a result yeah. of this crisis. Yeah. Have there been any follow-up on what happened when they get to the security agencies and uh, what's the judiciary saying about this arrest and how long is it going to take for them to be prosecuted? Any uh, reports no, so far, about that? So far, yeah, so far there has not been any report about that because uh, I want to believe that uh, uh, what is happening now is an uh, investigation. The government and the security personnel are trying to see how they, co- they can arrest the perpetrators of this act. And then, uh, you know, when people are arrested by this time around, they, 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 don't, they are not taken to the court directly. They have to be investigated. So I want to believe that government is not uh, making any report now with regard to uh, the prosecution of uh, those who were arrested. Uh, what government is saying now is those who were arrested have been investigated so that they'll be able to get one or two information about uh, how the attack or why the attack was launched in that particular community. So will I be correct if I say that a normalcy has returned to Joss? Well, for the reimposition of uh, the curfew, we can say that yes, normalcy has been returned. But um, no one can specifically tell you that uh, peace has returned because everybody is at home now. 
for people or rather for you to believe that yes peace has returned uh, to just uh, it is when the curfew is relaxed and then people begin to move from one place to another without any harassment without any maybe attack by one another then uh, we say that yes uh, peace has been restored in just but for now uh, with the 24 hours curfew we cannot automatically say that yes the peace has returned because uh, this is one of the major they usually the government or rather the security personnel usually take to uh, normalizing before the next step that was ado abubakar musa a colleague in jazz this is still nigeria daily we'll go on a quick break and we will be back stay with us It's enlightening. It's incisive. It's analytical. It's entertaining. It's educating. It's the bearing, a podcast from Daily Trust addressing issues that have direct bearing in your life. Join us every week on www.dailytrust.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash daily trust on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash daily trust and on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash daily trust to listen in join us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify and TuneIn Radio. Welcome back to the program. As they say, the government is responsible for the security of lives and properties of citizens. What is the government doing to stop the killing? Dan Manjang, the Plateau State's Commissioner for Information and Communication, explains. The long and short of it is that uh, government has been up and doing uh, in in settling the crisis on the plateau. There are institutional framework which we have put in place, and we have been able to engage the security, the Nigerian police, the commissioner of police has been up and doing. The GOC Third Armored Division has been up and doing. Even the vigilante have been up and doing. All the security apparatus, including even immigration, have been up and doing. All hands have been on deck. And that is why we have been able to have what is called a plateau state today. If we were not proactive, if we have not been taking the measures that we will take, there would have been no plateau state today. But you all know, all of us know, including you, that the governor of any state, not only Plateau, is the chief security officer of the state, only in name. In name in the sense that because it is a constitutional requirement, he does not have he does not have the authority to command troops. He can only appeal, he can only direct, but there's an extent to which his directive will be obeyed by the security apparatus. In the case of the police, by the commissioner of police, because even the commissioner of police has to go and seek for a approval from the IG and even in the case of the military they have to go to the chief of chief of army staff and even then the onus finally rests upon the shoulders of the president and commander in chief of the armed forces of the federal republic of nigeria so the governors they buy equipment buy cars buy whatever vehicles for the security but they have very limited uh, control over them the onus rests upon squarely upon the national assembly for them to be able to amend the constitution 
and give the governors the tips to back. Because the governors as it is right now, I'm sorry to say that they are just lame dogs. Lame dogs in the sense that they have teeth, but they cannot bite until you change the constitution and allow them to give minimum command uh, to the security agencies. There's little they can do. They can only continue to fund security without them giving an appreciable command and then secure their states. But for what we have been able to do in Plato State, making appeals, we have been able to, we have a semblance of state police that is Operation Rainbow, and we have been using that uh, according to the law establishing it because it was approved by the past president, uh, Goodluck Jonathan. And that is uh, the how far we have been able to do, and it is because of that that we have a Plato State today. Otherwise, we wouldn't have had anything called Plato State today. Okay, so there have been some reports about a reprisal attack about dead bodies being taken to the government house and some other uh, things that are happening in a plateau state. Have there been any arrests made so far since this incident started? Uh, there is no incident that has happened and arrests has not been made. If you read the, the, the press release issued by the Director of Press and Public Affairs, 10 people have been arrested. In this one, the other one, about 33 people were arrested. And the onus now of prosecution rests squarely on the judiciary. It rests squarely with this with the, with the police because the police have to interrogate these people and take them to court, and then they will be arraigned before the court. They remain suspects until the court pronounces them as guilty. Arrests have been made. The governor has a limit. The governor has issued an order. The order you need to also go as journalists and find out, investigate whether the security has, has done due diligence, has done its own part uh, of the process, because it's a, co- it's a complete process. And after that, if they have, whether the judiciary has done its own part of the process, yes, you know, the problem that we have now mm. is that our colleagues they don't do follow-up, no longer do investigative journalism. They sit, they want to sit down and be spoon fed. During our own time, it was not so. I worked in the features section of the Nigerian Standard throughout my life, and I know what investigative journalism is. You and me know that investigative journalism, the features is different from newsroom. It's different from reportage. But our colleagues today, uh, I don't know what they do. In fact, we have had a situation whereby we write a press release. It is not treated. It is pasted verbatim. That is not journalism. That was the Commission of Information in Plateau State, Damanjang. In Nigeria, following most crises, committee gets constituted to investigate their remote and immediate causes and recommend measures of forestalling recurrence. Has this really yielded positive results? Hachia Khadija Gambo Hawaja is a permanent commissioner Kaduna Peace Commission and she speaks with me on the committees of inquiries as well as permanent solutions for this conflict. You are right. Um, there's an ongoing uh, communal clashes almost many of the um, zones, you know, the geographical zones of this country. Uh, and unfortunately, what we see that keeps recording is the um, consistent kind of uh, creation of uh, panels or setting up a panel uh, of inquiry that will inquire into the happenings in, 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 in such conflicts. And um, 
again, uh, in most cases, it doesn't yield anything positive that will help us in resolving our lingering uh, conflict. So um, I, I think uh, people are coming to understand that uh, what we need as a country now is not so much about setting up all these committees because one, they stay for long. Uh, the shortest of it all is about six, seven months and uh, within which even the people who are pained, the victims, might even lose hope that justice will come their way. So they will resort to self-help, which is what is sustaining the cycle of violence in the country. So I don't think in our situation now, having a panel of inquiry or a commission of inquiry is what we need. But uh, I think the government needs to step up action where um, a kind of um, uh, setting uh, different from the usual court system, which is retributive in nature uh, should now not be used to take care of some of these uh, issues of criminal clashes, but that we should look for an alternative, which is the restorative justice system, an alternative to the retributive, which is not working very well for us, so that the victims will have a sense of justice being done. And at a point, uh, you know, some kind of compensation will go their way, which will help in dousing all of the tensions that we keep having in the country. You, you did mention restorative justice and you, you said it's not working for us as a nation. What are some of those factors that are mitigating or not allowing this restorative justice work for us as a nation? No, retributive. Retributive. Uh, retribu yeah, retributive. Retributive is not working because one, the courts are not enough. Two, they are not as if, okay, you can see what happens now. Sometimes you have a case and it stays for 10 years, it stays for 20 years, within which sometimes even the victims or will, might even be, I mean, those who, you know, seeking for redress might end up even losing hope or even dead. And so the case will go like that. So the enormity of the problem of uh, injustices carried out in the name of communal clashes or ethnic conflict are so many that they will overwhelm our courts as it were now. So the need to have an alternative way of resolving, of looking at this conflict, just like Rwanda and other places. Mm. Otherwise, there will be continuous hostility because every community in this country has suffered one aggression or the other. And so um, the need to quickly come up with something that will give the Nigerians a sense of, you know, uh, hope and a sense of justice. With the communal clashes and the crisis that revolves around what's going on in Josh right now, what would you say or what would you recommend to the government to stop all of this crisis? Well, I, I will not recommend more than this. One, immediate justice, you know, immediate response to issues of injustice must happen so that people who are aggrieved will now have, you know, some kind of peace in them and then they will have hope and they will not resort to self-help. Secondly, again, as Nigerians, we must restrain, or I mean, you know, we must exercise the strength even when there's urge and temptation to, 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 to take revenge. We must resist from doing that because, like I said, anybody can become a victim of this madness that is happening all in the name of uh, you know fighting for our rights so somebody has to speak sense to nigerians we need 
a mass sensitization of Nigerians that life is sacred and that no one has the right to unjustly take the life of another, especially for a crime not committed by that life. So I call on the government of Plato State to emulate what is happening in Kaduna, where I think similar conflict has been, you know, has bedeviled Kaduna. But the government's decision that nobody should be spared, especially when you, you know, in the issue of blockade of road to kill or maim uh, passersby, that decision has a long way helped in, 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 in curbing the menace of killing people unnecessarily. So I, I think uh, quick justice and then stoppage of this road blockage must happen in Plato. That was Hajia Khadija Gambohawaja, a permanent commissioner, Kaduna State's Peace Commission. To end the cycle of violence in Jaws and other parts of the country, authorities need to objectively study the reports and findings of several panels of inquiries that were set up previously and implement the recommendations contained therein. It will also be helpful if the relevant authorities are proactive by taking into consideration intelligence reports from people on ground in order to avert impending violence. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. To everyone whose voices we heard on the show, we say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a Daily Trust production. And remember that it is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on Sprout. You can also listen on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio. If you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor an episode of the Nigeria Daily, let us know on our social media handles on Twitter and Instagram at Daily underscore Trust and on Facebook at Daily Trust. Better still, send us a message via WhatsApp on 91 that is 091-3893-3390. Thank you for listening and bye for now.